Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, y'all. Y'all will not believe that I stopped packing for my cruise in the morning so that I could sit down and do this podcast. I told y'all, y'all gonna get y'all podcast on Monday at 1 p.m. faithfully. I don't care what I gotta do to get it done. It's gonna get done, sweetie, okay? It is going to get done. So let me tell y'all about my cruise. The cruise was supposed to be from Sunday to Tuesday, and we were going to Bahamas, me and my family. And I wasn't really excited about going to the Bahamas because I just went in May. But let me tell you how God cares about the desires of my heart, and he favors me. Thanks to this Hurricane Dorian that's supposedly hit in Florida. If you're from Florida, you know we don't take hurricanes serious. This hurricane supposedly hitting us, and thanks to that, one, my cruise got extended So it's from Sunday to Wednesday now. And two, they changed it from the Bahamas to Mexico. So now I am so excited because I didn't even pack because I didn't know whether they were going to cancel it or not. And now they extended it and changed the location. So I'm going to Mexico and I never been. So I'm so hyped. But even though I'm hyped, even though I'm not packed, business is business. Okay, sweetie. And y'all going to get this podcast. Y'all going to get this word. Okay. Okay. So we about to jump right in because your girl got a pack, but your girl also got a word. So if you got grab your notebooks, I shouldn't have to say this to y'all. Y'all come, y'all know what's up. Grab your notebooks, <laughs> grab your pen and grab your Bibles because we're going to the book of Luke and we're going to be reading from chapter five, verse 18 to verse 20. Yeah, verse 18 to verse 20. And today I'm going to name this podcast Paralyzed Parts. That's good. Y'all, that is Paralyzed Parts. You know, like paralyzed, like can't move. Paralyzed Parts. Parts. I said pods. Wow, girl, calm down. Paralyzed Parts. Okay. Verse 18, chapter 5, Luke says, Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some towels. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Verse 20. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. Paralyzed parts. I'm pretty sure you can see the parallel from a paralyzed man. So when I was reading this, the first thing that God showed me was that it says seeing their faith. So that's really what I expanded off of, seeing their faith. Now verse 18 says they're a par- they had a paralyzed man, and what God showed me was that 
paralyzed man is equivalent to a situation or a thing that's not moving in our life. So that could be this pain that just won't go away or this money for a bill that's not coming in or this job that's not coming through, that's not calling back, this grade that's not changing in the class, this cancer in you or your family member that's not clearing up, this paralyzed thing that's stuck and not moving. That's what verse 18 was referring to when it says some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. So the first step that I'm going to give y'all in the steps of living a life that God has for you or the life that shows God your faith, the first step is identify what's paralyzed in your life. So if you got your pen and paper, write it down. I'm I'm really trying to like give this word the way that God gave it to me. Like, I don't know if that's ever happened to y'all. Like God could download a word in my spirit and it's like, I I fully understand it, but in order to put it into words, it takes like another part of you. Like you really got to have wisdom to be able to put it into words because you can process something and understand something, but not know how to verbally um, deliver it to someone else. So I'm, I'm trying to break it down how he broke it down to me. Okay. So the first step in living a life where God can see your faith, because we know that faith is a substance of things unseen. Faith is not a physical object that you can pick up or grab. So in order for God to see it, we really got to understand what we have to do for God to see this invisible thing called faith. So the first thing is identify what's paralyzed in your life. So like I said, it could be a situation at work that's not changing. It could be a relationship that's not getting better. It could be finances that keep that they're not increasing or decreasing, but they're just weighing on you. Anything that's not moving, but is stuck and causing pressure. That's something that's paralyzed. So the first step in living a life where God can see your faith is to identify what in your life is paralyzed. The second step is to get some godly community around you and the thing that's paralyzed. In verse 18, it says, some men came carrying a paralyzed man. This paralyzed man was surrounded by men that were carrying him in his weakness. Men that clearly had more strength than him or they would not have been able to carry him. Are y'all keeping up with me? Okay. If it won't move, That's the only way you can identify something that's paralyzed for it to not move. So if it won't move, I'm assuming that you already tried to move it. That's how we can see, okay, this thing isn't changing because I already tried to change it. That's how they knew he wasn't, that's how they knew he was, I'm sorry, paralyzed is because he would not move. He could not move. So if you're identifying the paralyzed part of your life, if it won't move, You've already tried to move it. And that's how you discovered it's paralyzed. So what's paralyzed? What's parallel, y'all? I'm getting tongue twisted over here. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, but we're going to get this word out. What's parallel to something being paralyzed and you discovering it won't move is you praying about that paralyzed thing. Now, let me say that again, y'all. Let me, y'all gonna have to work with me right now, okay? Because I am going to break this thing down one way or another. In order for you to know that something is paralyzed, you have to try to move it. 
You have to try to pray about that bill. You have to try to pray about that cancer. You have to try to pray about this grade in class, pray about that relationship and to see it not change. That's when you recognize that it's paralyzed after you've prayed about it. So one step in recognizing and identifying what's paralyzed is prayer. You got to pray about that thing first. And once you pray and God still don't move or it still don't move. Now, you know that it's paralyzed. So what you do next? Step three. If it's paralyzed, you identified it. Let me go back over them. Let me look. Y'all, I'm, I'm sitting up. I'm sitting up. Okay. I am hype about this word. So step one. You identify what's paralyzed in your life. Step two, you already got your godly community and you know they're stronger than you. They can strengthen you in this area because this area is stuck. So now that you and your godly community have prayed about it and you see that this thing is still not moving, this thing is still stuck, this cancer won't let up, these bills keep weighing on you, this job not getting easier and you and your godly community is praying about it, what do you do next? Step three. If it won't come, carry it to Christ. If change won't come, if this thing won't move, y'all going to have to carry it. It literally says in verse 18, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They picked up the problem and took it to God. I don't I don't identified it. My friends not came and looked at it. I don't called the mob. And they saw what was going on over here. They came and checked it out or whatever. They tried to push it. They tried to move it. We all got together and prayed. It still ain't moving. We're going to have to pick it up. It says they came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They scooped him up. So if you won't come, we're going to carry it. They couldn't reach Jesus carrying the man. So even when you pick up what's paralyzed in your life, even when you pick up the problem after praying, after having your godly community, even when you pick it up, what happens when nothing happens after that? What happens when you still can't reach Jesus like they couldn't reach him? What happens when you take your problem to the altar and nothing changes? You got your godly community. You got you a prayer warrior at this point because you've been praying. Nothing's happening. You don't went to the altar. Nothing's happening. What happens after that? After it feels like you've tried everything you know to try. What happens after that? One, which is actually step four. In recognizing paralyzed parts of your life, you need to expect resistance. Anytime you pick up something and you carry it to Christ, expect something to try to get in your way. Expect it. It's going to happen. The enemy don't want that to happen. It literally says in verse 19, they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. It's crowded. It's hectic. Everybody trying to get to him. Everybody trying to get to the breakthrough, the same breakthrough you want. Everybody trying to get that breakthrough. So what you going to do different? What you going to do? So step four is expect resistance, expect a crowd, expect people that's trying to get to the same breakthrough that you're trying to get through. But regardless of that, what I want you to do is regroup, then react. So step four is expect resistance, regroup, then react. I need you to regroup. If you take if you've picking up that paralyzed part of your life and you've taken it to God and nothing has changed, I need you to regroup, take a step back. 
Because when you remove yourself out of the situation, sometimes you can think more clear. I need you to regroup. We done did everything. When you take, when you try to take something to Jesus, when you take something to the altar, it's like, God, what else do you want from me? I don't know what else to do. After that, you got to regroup. Step back. Take a step back so you can really see this thing full focus. I done did this. I done identified it. I done got my community. I done went to the altar. What else do I need to do? Regroup. Then react. What they did was, it literally says, they went up to the roof and took off some towels. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Step five. Don't stop until it's right in front of Jesus. Don't stop. You went to the altar and nothing changed. That thing still ain't moved. It's still paralyzed. I need you to pray more. I need you to fast too. Because you prayed before. You got your godly community. You took it to the I need you to fast. I need you to fast. I need you to start sacrificing some stuff. It says they took off some towels. They got rid of some stuff. Some something gotta shift, something gotta shake if this paralyzed thing gonna move. It's not it's not happening easily. We see that. It ain't just gonna happen. You're gonna have to put more work in to back up your faith in this situation. So I need you to start taking stuff off. I need you to fast, even if you fast in food. And if if nothing shake then, then I need you to fast social media. And if nothing shake then, I need you to fast some relationships. I need you to do whatever you need to do to get it right in front of Jesus. It literally says they took off towels, then lowered the sick man on his mat into the crowd right in front of Jesus. What is going to get you? What separates you from everybody else that's trying to get a breakthrough? Remember the woman with the issue of blood? She touched Jesus through the crowd. It's always somebody coming through the crowd. What What's separating you? What are you doing that's different? How are you showing Jesus I'm here? I know everybody else here, but no, baby, I'm here. I done came from the roof. What type of thinking? Imagine, let's, let's really put it into a visualization. You're outside with a bunch of crowds. What thought process do you have to have to think we about to climb up this roof? We about to take the towels off and I'm finna lower you, lower you down in the midst of the crowd. You really had to take a step back and think in order to move with that type of faith. And after they did that, that's where it literally says in verse 20, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. They went after what they believed in recklessly not only recklessly but after regrouping and reacting all right that didn't work what next you really gotta think this thing out because everybody's after a breakthrough and it's not that god don't got enough to go around oh baby he does God has a portion for all of us. Yes, don't t- don't get me wrong at all. God has a portion for all of us, but sometimes he want to see when are you going to be desperate for it? God, I'm willing to give up anything for what you got for me. He want to see you get on that roof and rip up some towels. What are you really willing to risk? What are you willing to lose to get to the breakthrough that God has for you? How, how are you willing to really switch your way of thinking, switch your process, your mental process and really dig down to get to Jesus the way that you need to, the way that we ought to on a daily basis. That wasn't some regular thinking, baby. That was next level thinking. We going on a roof. 
We're going on the roof. They had to tune out the crowd and really look around to see a way to get to Jesus. They wasn't distracted. They was focused. Not only were they focused, they were on a mission. So are you on a mission? Are you on a mission? Are you on a mission to live in a way where that God can see your faith? Not just your words, not just you going to church every now and then, not that, not just you putting in your bio, your bio that God first, not you just posting a scripture every other day, you know, waking up, reading your devotional and going, yeah, okay, that's cool. But are you really on a mission to show faith and live in faith in another way? Imagine the people in the crowd that saw them on their roof. Imagine what it did for their faith. Imagine what it activated in them. Imagine because because of their reckless faith, Jesus healed them instantly. You, your sins have been forgiven instantly, expeditiously. <laughs> T.I. voice. Instantly it was done. Whoever else was in that crowd, they skipped the line. Do you have the type of faith that's going to skip the line? Huh? Sweetie, can you hear me? Do you have the type of faith that's going to skip the line? Uh-uh. I'm not waiting back here. I got a mission. I'm after something. God, you're going to see me. You're going to see me. I'm coming after it. Full force. Full faith. Y'all could think it's a game if you want to, baby. But I'm trying to rip off some towels on the roof. I'm trying to drop down and not get my eagle on. Get my praise on, okay? <laughs> get my praise on. <laughs> no but for real y'all like that's some next level thinking like they they came on the roof and then lord lowered him down and jesus saw their faith in action right in front of him that's all i got for y'all five steps on how to live a life where god can see your faith Take that paralyzed part of your life, whatever's not changing, whatever's not moving, whatever's not working, carry that thing to Christ. Carry it. Carry your cross to Christ. All right. I pray that y'all got this because like I, I feel like I'm about to lose my voice again. I feel like I'm about to lose my voice. Like <laughs> It's that deep, y'all. But it was worth it because, baby, when God placed that word on my heart. I was like, oh, yeah, we doing this today. That was earlier today during my quiet time. And I'm just like, oh, this is getting out today. Today. So I pray that it touched y'all. I pray that you spot that paralyzed part of your life and you carry that thing. And not only carry that thing, you expect that resistance. And that resistance better, better expect a reaction from you. A radical one. A roof climbing one. A towel ripping one, okay? All right, y'all. I can go on all day. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for every person that's listening to this podcast, Father God. Father God, I want to thank you for this fresh word that you've placed on my heart. Father, I pray that it activated a new level of faith in every person that's listening to this podcast, Father God. I pray that they go out and they have reckless faith, Father God. I pray that they allow 
faith to be the force of their life, Father God. Everything they do, every thought they think, every word they say is backed up by faith, Father God. I pray that they leave this podcast and want to live a life where they're a walking example of faith, Father God. Not only that you see their faith, the others see their faith, Father God. I pray that they have roof climbing faith and tile ripping faith, Father God. I pray that you fill us up with faith and boldness to live a life that pleases and satisfies you, Father God, because we know that when we live a life of faith, we're able to tap into all the blessings that you have in store for us, Father God. I pray that each and every person that's listening to this podcast is covered and protected and shielded and protected by you during this hurricane, Father God. I pray that during this hurricane, you show everyone a revolution and not a revolution, God, but a revelation. I'm about the revolution too. Whatever you want to do, I'm with it, okay? That, that just might be the plan. <laughs> it might be a revolution. I pray that you show every person a revelation, God. And I pray that they just leave this podcast with a new perspective and a new outlook on you in the way that you expect us to move, Father God. You expect us to move boldly. You expect us to know the authority that you've placed within us, Father God, the power that we have in our hands with you beside us, with you inside us, Father God. I pray that every person leaves this podcast renewed, restored, and refilled and ready to show the world how good you are. And how you bless us when we live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm sorry I've been tongue twisted this episode. I pray that y'all give me grace over that because your girl is excited for the I was excited for this word. I'm excited for the cruise. I'm excited for everything. Okay. God is just moving in this season. And I pray that y'all tap into this. I pray that you claim it everything that you want in this season. I pray that you claim it everything that God has placed in your spirit. And I just pray that you really live in this life because God is out here making moves. And we need to be right beside him making the same moves because his authority will open doors and grant us in ways that our mind can't even imagine. So I pray that this encourages you. I pray that this has filled up your faith tank. And I pray that you go out and boldly live and walk in the authority that God has given you. I will talk to y'all when I get back from my cruise. Your girl about to be on vacation. Also, y'all, DM me y'all email addresses because I am sending out newsletters. Now, there is a Christian Bay newsletter. There will be devotionals, discounts, and dates for the events in the newsletter. So, you don't want to miss that. Follow me at the Christian Bay underscore or Polish144 or Christian Bay 144 and DM me those email addresses. And I will talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye.